Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're gonna love them. Hey friends, this podcast is actually an interview that I did a few years ago for a project I worked on called the Keto Edge Summit. The Keto Edge Summit was basically where I interviewed, I think it was like 36, 40 of the top keto experts in the world. We talked about all things keto. We talked about how to get the best results out of the diet. We talked about biohacking strategies to do to help improve your digestive system, to help improve your brain health, your energy, and really get the most out of life. And so this interview is with one of my good friends who is an expert in many different areas. And you'll see as we as we dive into this topic, just uh, just how deep we go and the quality of the content that you get. And so just a reminder, this is uh, roughly, you know, this is, I think I did these interviews in like 2017, 2018, so a few years old, but uh, the content is just as relevant and uh, I know that it will make a difference in your life. So you will enjoy this content. And uh, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a rating or review, your reviews really, really count. They mean the world to us. 
and they help us get seen by more people. So if you just go to your Apple iTunes player and uh, rate us and leave a review, that will really help us uh, just be able to help more people and get this information out to the masses. Thank you for doing that and enjoy the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Keto Edge Summit, where we are dispelling the myths, helping you overcome the hurdles and empowering you to improve your brain and your body through the ketogenic lifestyle. And I've got a great guest with me today, a good friend of mine, somebody that I work closely with. This is Melissa Nor. Melissa is a board certified holistic health practitioner. She's a researcher. She's a writer for drjockers.com. She also formerly was an attorney. She's a wife. She's a mother of four, two sets of twins. We have a lot in common there because I've got twins as well. Um, and she was formerly an attorney and then she had her own health struggles, got really passionate about health and she became a certified holistic health practitioner through the Insti Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. Um, and she works with me at my clinic, Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, as well as through drjockers.com. She's one of our lead researchers and writers. So the content we put out, she really helps a lot with that. And uh, she also loves doing shopping tours and working with people individually and in small groups, really showing them how to apply the strategies we're talking about in this Keto Edge Summit. And so we're going to get into that in detail today. In fact, I told her I want her to kind of give us in a sense, with her own narrative, like a little shopping tour for us. Right, Melissa? That's right. And I'm excited to be here. I love to lead shopping tours. I led one yesterday, and I'm excited to share um, a shopping tour with everyone today. All right. Fantastic. And um, share your story, really, about how you went from being an attorney and a full-time mom to now getting into health coaching and really helping people all around the world um, improve their health. Well, I have the struggles that I actually see in a lot of my clients now. I was an attorney, a litigator, a high-stress career in the courtroom quite a bit, and then I had two sets of twins, and I think all of the stress combined just really took a toll on my body, and I really suffered from a lot of gastrointestinal issues and a debilitating fatigue where I would have to get my little two from preschool and put them in front of Clifford and go up and lay down. And that's how bad it was. So I sought answers from countless specialists, every type of specialist I could think of. They would send me to another doctor, just never could come up with an answer. And so I actually became a client of yours that was probably 10 years ago. And um, that's when I really started learning about the nutrition and food is actually having the ability to help us heal. And that was all new to me because I just looked at, I actually had a very disordered relationship with food. I had an eating disorder for a number of years, which I'm sure contributed to all of my health issues. So it was just a whole new way to look at food. And I decided that um, to study nutrition, go back to school, see what I could learn. You know, my type A personality, I wanted to help myself because I wasn't getting any answers and I was just spending thousands of dollars on tests and doctors. And so I went back to school, totally changed the way I ate, took a lot of supplements to help my body heal. And I'm just happy to say that I'm not on any medications. I feel great. I have energy to be with my kids. I think clearly. 
I research, I write, I, I love my job. It's just a total turnaround for me. So I'm very passionate about helping other people just overcome their struggles. And I hear my story in so many people and I can just offer hope because I know it can be done. That is so awesome. And I know just with your background, having two sets of twins, um, my yes. twins are, you know, the first two years, I mean, it was just so tough with, uh, with my guys and, and I can't, I, I mean, I know my wife, we, we both struggled with just lack of sleep and yes. just kind of, you know, they, they compete so much and so they just need so much attention and just can be obviously so draining. And, and there's a lot of moms that are listening that I'm sure can relate. Um, although twin moms, I think, uh, have a totally different, different case, but nevertheless, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of moms with young ones can really relate how that's just absolutely a constant stressor. That's just draining. I mean, you love your kids, but it's just this constant stressor that drains you. And so, um, you know, you're, you're really putting, putting back the pieces and it took you years to really overcome a lot of these issues that you were dealing with. And, it uh, did. Yeah. And so and now you're helping people with that. And so I, I know you love doing shopping tours. And so what are some of the big shopping mistakes that you see people making when they're going to the grocery store? I would say the biggest mistake I see people make is believing labels because a lot of labels you see in the grocery store, it will say all natural or paleo or, you know, or I'm sure there's going to be a lot of keto friendly as, you know, ketogenic diet really gets more and more popular. But if you actually look at the ingredient list, there are additives and preservatives and sugars and just a lot of things that you don't want in your body. So the biggest thing I would say is don't trust labels and always look at the ingredients. There's almost 4,000 FDA approved um, additives. And so you, there's just all kinds of stuff that they put in food and you really have to be aware of that. And another um, mistake I see is people thinking that frozen food is not a healthy option. And I can tell you as a mom of four, if I didn't have a big freezer stocked with organic vegetables and fruits, it would really be hard to feed my kids healthy because I'm working and I get home late and to have the convenience of frozen vegetables is just amazing. So I always encourage people, you know, buy frozen. Now I've seen frozen organic riced cauliflower and I was so excited to see that because yeah. that can be time consuming to, you know, um, use the colander or, you know, and get the, or, cauliflower ready to rice it and, and then cook it and all that. So if it's already riced, you can just put it in a dish with a little bit of water, steam it a little bit, and it's you know ready to go. So a lot of convenience and you know this just as healthy. And berries are another thing, frozen berries. I actually prefer frozen in my smoothies because it gives it that icy texture. So I always encourage um, frozen fruits and vegetables. And I guess another big mistake I see is with um, purchasing meats. Um, a lot of people get keto kind of confused with Atkins and Atkins really didn't, um, di differentiate between types of meats. And a lot of, um, people think, well, they can just load up on bacon and, you know, conventional bacon, conventional red meats. And those are, you know, those animals are fed GMO feeds. They're pumped with antibiotics and hormones and it's just really unhealthy to consume those meats so you always want to look for grass-fed beef bison lamb um, pastured chicken pastured eggs um, 
and wild caught salmon. I love to show people salmon when I do my shopping tour, because if you look at the farmed Atlantic salmon, it's kind of this, you know, light pink, looks foggy almost. And then you look at the wild caught salmon and it's this beautiful red and it just looks bright. It looks cleaner. Um, so, and it's really interesting to compare side by side and you can, you can just see which one's more healthy. So those are the biggest mistakes I see people make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the wild caught salmon, they're eating that red algae, which is rich in the astaxanthin, which gives them the pink color and the farmed salmon, they don't eat that. They just basically eat genetically modified corn and soy and anything right. that the farmer can get really cheap. And then in order to make them pink, they actually put in a synthetic dye, basically, astaxanthin. Right. So you don't get the same benefits. And that's a really key point because we look at salmon, it's the strongest species of fish. It swims upstream against the rapids, right, against the current, and can literally jump 15, 20 feet out of the water. I mean, the, amazing, the, the level of strength that it has to be able to do that is incredible. Right. And that's the advantage you're, you're consuming, these omega-3s, astaxanthin, all these powerful compounds, um, really, really great mitochondrial compounds in the wild-caught salmon. The farm salmon, they're just like sitting there in a little pond eating all day. And so they're not gaining that strength. They don't have that. Right. That's Very something. little movement. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to touch on, on Frozen as well. When I was in my undergrad in college, I actually worked at Publix, and, which is a grocery store, and I worked in the frozen food department for a little bit. And I thought the frozen food actually was really healthy because if you go through there and you're looking at the prepared meals, everything is you know, marketed for health. It's smart right. ones, Weight Watchers, the Hungry Man, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's all really, really toxic. But you're so right in the sense that like those vegetables and the fruit, they freeze it at the peak of ripeness. Right. And so they kind of preserve the, the freshness and the nutrient density in there as opposed to if you were to buy something out of season. You're actually not, if you're buying it fresh, berries, for example, in the winter, out exactly. of season, you're really not getting the same level of nutrient density as if you were to buy berries in the summer or frozen berries in the winter. So it's right. a really, really good point. Well, and they're a lot more expensive. Strawberries in the winter can be very expensive, but if you yes. buy them frozen, you get a much better price. And I'm always, you know, trying to help people with the cost because it can be expensive to shop the way that we're talking about. But if you're smart about it, you really don't have to see a huge grocery bill. And yeah. with four kids, I'm always considering the grocery bill. I've got two yes. teenage boys, so... That's a big deal for us. That is, absolutely. You can really relate, obviously, because, yeah, I mean, you're trying to feed your family, and definitely the cost can add up. So I know for my family, we try to buy, like, stuff that we're using regularly, we'll try to buy in bulk. That's typically right. one of the things that we'll do in case quantities and, and whatnot. And I'm intrigued by the um, cauliflower rice. I haven't seen that in the frozen department. So that definitely is, is a time saver right there. So uh, what, are, what are the foundational foods that we should be consuming on a ketogenic uh, lifestyle? Okay, well, the largest percentage, about 60 to 80% of your calories are going to come from healthy fats. And that's things like avocados, coconut, anything coconut. Coconut's wonderful. Um, olives and olive oil, things like that. And then um, the next category is protein, and as I was just talking about the clean proteins, and that's usually going to be between 10 and 30% of your calories. And then 
about five to 10% will be carbohydrates and you always want the non-starchy carbohydrates. And it really just depends on how well people do with carbohydrates and protein as to the percentages. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we're looking at fats, obviously it's making up 70 to 80% of our calories. What are the best fats people should be using? What fats should they definitely avoid? Okay, well, I always tell people, think about olives, avocados, and coconuts and their oils. So um, those are all just very healthy fats. Coconut oil, everyone pretty much knows now that it's got the healthy saturated fats in it, um, MCTs. Um, so it's just a great, which are medium chain triglycerides. It's just a great healthy fat. And there's so many coconut products. Fortunately, I love the taste of coconut. So um, I love it all, but there's a coconut butter that's just delicious melted over vegetables. There's coconut oil, coconut flakes. You can pretty much find anything coconut. You can cook with coconut flour. Um, Avocados are excellent. I try to eat one every day. My teenagers love guacamole, so I'm always making um, guacamole for them. But avocado oil is great to cook with because it's got a high smoke point. Um, olive oil does not have a high smoke point. Olive oil is best for cold uses, like over salads, or once your food is cooked, then you can drizzle the delicious olive oil over it. Um, so that's the way I encourage those. Other healthy fats come from animal fats, you know, of course, the grass-fed beef, um, if you're getting the fat from the conventional beef, then that's toxic. So you want the grass-fed beef. And then salmon has a lot of healthy fats. So those are um, all great sources. The things you want to stay away from are trans fats. And you can always, even if it says 0% trans fat, it could still have trans fat. Um, and so you want to look for partial, partially hydrogenated oil or hydrogenated oil. And then that will tell you that there are trans fats in there. Margarine is always going to have trans fat. I mean, that's just, you always want to go with butter. Um, butter is a grass-fed butter is a very healthy fat and ghee. Um, grass-fed cheeses have healthy fats, but um, you want to stay away from margarines and any type of processed oil is unhealthy, such as vegetable oil. Um, those oxidize very quickly when exposed to heat, air, or light, um, and that promotes free radicals. So, you know, it's very discouraging to find out that all these oils that I thought were healthy, because they say vegetable oil, well, how could that be unhealthy? But it's not healthy. So vegetable, canola, grapeseed, um, those types of oils you want to stay away from. Yeah, absolutely. I Basically, you know, anything vegetable-wise other than avocado oil, olive oil, you know, maybe a little bit of flax oil, um, possibly just in small amounts, but you never want to cook with it, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, all those toxic canola oil, cottonseed oil, and you see those everywhere, right? Right, everywhere. Uh, biggest places you see in processed foods, of course, right? But also condiments. Salad dressings. Yes. Yep. Salad dressings, mayo, stuff like that, mayonnaise, mm -hmm. different condiments, so you got to really watch out for that. Absolutely. Right. And um, yeah, getting a lot of those good plant, the good plant-based fats, like you were talking about olives, avocado in there, or grass-fed butter. You know, I always tell, tell uh, moms that, because when they tell me things like, my kids won't eat vegetables, I always say, well, you just didn't put enough grass-fed butter. <laughs> right, exactly. There, right, and it's really, really good. And so let's talk about fruits and vegetables. Um, on, a, on a ketogenic lifestyle, Obviously, we want things that are going to be low glycemic. So what are, what are going to be the best fruits and vegetables to really focus on? 
Well, for fruits, you always want to think about things like lemons, limes, um, berries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries. They all, and, and like a quarter cup a day, you know, not a ton, um, but I like to put them in my smoothie in the morning. So just a few berries a day. Granny Smith apples are awesome. They're um, lower in glycemic index than the other apples you can find. You can have a quarter of a grapefruit a day. Those are the main fruits. Um, for vegetables, you've got such a huge selection of vegetables you can have on the ketogenic diet. That's what makes it easy to do for a lot of people because there is such a variety of green vegetables you can choose. And I always um, like to help people with how you would use them. So one way to think about it is like vegetables that you can roast, like broccoli and green beans, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, all of those you can put in the oven, roast them with some coconut oil. And it really brings out their natural sweetness. And it's very satisfying. And um, for some things that you can use as alternatives to pasta and grains, um, things like spaghetti squash. That's one of my all-time favorite vegetables now because I can put that with any of my favorite sauces and it's um, low glycemic and just delicious. And um, other things you can use are cauliflower like we were talking about earlier. You know, you can rice the cauliflower and use that instead of grains for curry dishes or, you know, other meals. So, those are some of my favorite vegetables. Of course, your leafy greens are all included for salads. Um, you can saute kale or Swiss chard. Those are delicious sauteed. Um, pour some olive oil over it after it's been sauteed. Um, so those are some of my favorites, but it's really, there's a lot of vegetables. Summer squashes are another one you can have on the ketogenic diet. So a lot of variety. Um, just, you just want to stay away from the ones that are higher in carbohydrates. Hey, I just want to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. Fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're gonna learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation, on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are going to love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, those cruciferous vegetables, just loaded with nutrients, have a lot of good prebiotic fiber, you know, because mm -hmm. oftentimes on a ketogenic diet, people are like, where do I get my fiber? Well, cruciferous vegetables have tons of fiber, very little net carbs. And the net right. carbs are basically your total carbs minus fiber. So whatever's left is going to impact your blood sugar. Fiber is not. So if something has 10 grams of total carbs, 5 grams of fiber, it's got 5 grams of net carbs. So you're going to find that those cruciferous vegetables, those dark green leafies, really, really low in net carbs. Right. And have tons of fiber in there to help with bowel motility and help feed your microbiome. So as long as you're consuming a lot of that, it's going to have a really positive effect on your microbiome. And they're also really good carriers for grass-fed butter. 
So yes. those fats, <laughs> they can be really good dipped in things like guacamole. Right. So you can take a lot of different veggies, like cat, like red cabbage, for example, and dip that right into guacamole, which tastes great. Um, you can do celery, cucumbers in guacamole. Mm -hmm. So you're getting the fats. And I always tell people when you have vegetables, always make sure you have fats with it because right. fats actually help your body absorb a lot of the antioxidants that you get in the vegetables. So it's, it's, you know, a match made in heaven there. It's a great combination and it will provide the satiety that you need and the nutrient density that you need when you're doing that. So, um, right. so yeah, absolutely. And if you're just getting going on a ketogenic diet, typically we'll take, we'll have you take out fruit other than lemons and limes until you get fully keto adapted. So, and that could be anywhere from, you know, two weeks to maybe four weeks for some individuals. And then from there, you're able to add in just small amounts of fruit and berries and kind of watch your ketone levels, see how you're responding, unless you're trying to cycle out of ketosis. And I know a lot of our other uh, speakers are talking about that. They need to do a little bit higher amounts of fruit. But when you do do fruit, um, you know, the things she talked about, Granny Smith apples, grapefruit, berries, very nutrient rich, low glycemic, low sugar impact. So those are definitely ones that you'll want to you'll go with. Now, how about sweeteners and flour alternatives? Because, I mean, you hear it all the time. It's like, I miss my bread. Yes. How, how yes. can I get the same pleasure that I get from bread on this ketogenic journey? Or, you know, I miss my pastries or whatever it is, my ice cream. So what are some of the best sweeteners that, uh, that won't impact our blood sugar and flour alternatives as well? The two best sweeteners are stevia and monk fruit. You can also find monk fruit labeled Lohan, but um, I think in America it's mostly monk fruit. But both of those will not impact um, your blood sugar levels, and they actually have some nutrients in them, so they are healthy for you, and they taste delicious. Liquid stevia I add to my coffee. You don't have to worry about stirring it and melting anything, so it's just it combines really easily. You do want to be careful when purchasing both because a lot of times there's additives, um, especially the powdered stevia or monk fruit. They add maltodextrin or other things to them. So be careful when buying them. You want them in their whole plant form. Um, so those are the two best sweeteners for flowers, coconut flour. I, I love to cook with coconut flour. It's tricky when you cook with coconut flour, because it is a very dry flour. And I remember seeing some recipes and thinking there is no way you only use a third a cup of coconut flour and five eggs and, you know, a third, a lot of liquid, but it actually is, is how you have to do it with coconut flour because it is a very dry flour. But those are, that's my favorite flour to cook with now. And there are just tons of recipes for people that, you know, do want to satisfy themselves with, you know, an alternative to their pastries and desserts on drjockers.com. You'd just be amazed at all the recipes that are on there. So I do encourage you to look for recipes there because you'll find all kinds of desserts made with avocados. My little girl loves to look and um, look for recipes and we make healthy stuff all the time, coconut ice creams and things like that. So there are options. You don't have to be completely deprived while on a ketogenic diet or to eat healthy. You know, that's what I really love to share with people. It's not about deprivation. It's just a change of your lifestyle. And once you feel better, you don't miss it. You just want to keep eating healthy because you feel so good. So, and it's, you know, just a, it's a lifestyle. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things I really try to provide on drjockers.com is 
a place where people can go and find these kind of recipes. And, you know, again, like you were talking about using things like coconut flour, almond flour is another flour. Um, a lot of people, almond flour is easier to bake with than coconut yeah. flour, but I know why you like coconut flour because it's easier on the gut. Mm -hmm. Almond flour, if you're doing a lot of almonds, almonds have lectins. It can be a little bit more challenging on the gut. And I see a lot of people have issues with nut sensitivities long-term when they're doing a lot of almond flour. So it is a better idea to use a combination of different types of flours like coconut flour. Um, it's, you know, what's surprising is you can actually make a bread using almond butter too, right? Just actually using the nut butter as well. Or, you know, Marinantha Farms has a uh, coconut almond butter. Yes, I love that. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Delicious. If you haven't seen that, you can find it at most grocery stores in their little health food section. Um, certainly at, uh, you know, a place like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, they'll have that. So it's just a, a combination of coconut butter and almond butter, and it's it's so good. And so, obviously, so you and your, your daughter have been scanning drjockers.com, looking at recipes and probably figuring them out. And so share with us some of your favorite low carb ketogenic recipes that you guys have been making at home. Uh, we both love curries. Uh, my whole family loves curry, fortunately. So that's one thing. I mean, I just love the coconut milk and the red curry paste or green. We'll do both. But curries are probably my favorite. Um, we've got two great recipes online for a coconut curry and a Thai curry turkey curry. So both of those are just delicious. Um, and you can add anything to curries. They're so easy. You can make the sauce quickly. You don't really have to add a lot to it. Um, and you can use whatever vegetables you've got on hand or frozen vegetables. Anything's good in curry. So always recommend curry. Another thing are omelets. I love omelets because um, you can do so much with omelets and you can have them any time of the day. You can breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you can do an omelet. So just chop up some vegetables, use your pastured eggs, um, some grass-fed cheese, just, just delicious. So we do a lot of omelets and then a lot of, um, we've got a lettuce wrap taco recipe and those are delicious beef tacos with grass fed beef. Um, the whole family loves those. I will sometimes use coconut wraps for those. I love coconut wraps and put some guacamole and some of the taco meat and it's just delicious. I just challenge you to try these things because you're going to be amazed at how good they are. But those are probably some of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And you're getting me hungry here. And I know. <laughs> you know, the thing about it too is you've got, your boys are 16, is that correct? They're, they'll be 16 in May. Yeah, so they're so 15, 16 year old boys. So it's yes. not like, they're not trying to, they're not giving you feedback to kind of pepper you up. They're, they're being very real and authentic on what they like and what they don't like. Right. So you've got to figure out not only recipes that are going to be healthy for you, but also really help recipes that, um, that the boys are going to approve of and consume. That's like oh, that taco recipe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did that last exactly. night. In fact, right. <laughs> you know, they that's love right. it and they yeah. don't know a difference, you know, they yeah. don't see a difference and it's delicious. Yep. Absolutely. And when, when they were young, you really didn't know as much about this. Oh no. I regret. I mean, right. Cause yeah. a lot of times parents, this is a bit, that's a, that's an important topic. Cause a lot of times parents are like, I, I always tell them, Hey, if you can get the kids started out, right. Like with my boys, I mean, we, we, my wife and I, we know what we're doing. So we're starting right. them out, right. Giving them that really good foundation. The challenge is if you're trying to change things after they've been eating candy and they're just so used to processed sugar and, and processed foods and they're seven or eight years old, they're going to rebel against it. 
Right. And my boys were probably 10 when I started this. And, you know, I wasn't, even when I started, I wasn't as on board as I am now. So it's been a process and that is a struggle. And, you know, that's one thing that people who work with me always say, they love that I'm real because I am, I've got four kids. I've, you know, I know the struggle. I, I had kids that fight me on things and, you know, you just got to do what you know is best for them. And they come around. My little girl's a great example because she had a terrible diet and she had gastrointestinal issues. And once we put her on an elimination diet, she started feeling so much better. Now she's like the health champion in the house. She's just, you know, so I love to use her as an example because if a 10 year old can give up pizza and, you know, dairy to feel better than, you know, adults can for sure. So it's just, it, you know, once you start feeling better, you're more motivated, but it is hard. I mean, it, that's definitely a real struggle for people as kids because they're exposed to all kinds of things at school. Um, you know, and even if you pack healthy for them, I found out my little guy was trading his organic things for other things with other kids. So. Right. You know, the struggle's real, and I'm, yes. I understand it. Yeah, it definitely can be. I know for me and my family, my mom was always into healthier stuff, had her own garden and whatnot. My dad, completely opposite. I mean, he would eat just junk food all day, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, pizza. And uh, so, of course, as kids, we really we rebelled against my mom and what she was telling us. And my brother, my older brother, had acne on his face. And my mom... Yeah basically just taught me and the rest of my brothers and sisters cause and effect. And so she said, the reason why he has that is because he's eating all the sugar. Mm -hmm. And so once I had acne and I kind of felt the, just kind of the pain of it and also looked at it. And obviously I, I didn't like the way it looked on my face. Right. I was like, okay. If this is sugar is doing this to me, then I'll stop eating sugar. Yeah. Because the pain was more than the pleasure of the sugar. And then later as I got older, my mom would relate how eating steamed kale, for example, which she would make regularly and I hated at that period. Of time. <laughs> yeah. um, she would relate how that would impact my sports performance. And I was a baseball, mm. high school baseball player. And so she was like, you know, this is really good. It's got a lot of calcium and antioxidants and all this kind of stuff in there that's going to help uh, with muscle function and help you perform better. And for me at that time, I was like, oh, anything that's going to help me perform better I will swallow down no matter how much I hate it. Right. I want to be a better baseball player. It's worth it. And so I think a big factor with helping kids is, um, is finding out what they're passionate about and linking nutrition to helping them either be better at what they're passionate about or avoid something that they don't want. Like in my case, it was acne. Right, exactly. One of my teenage boys, that's a perfect example of him because he has totally gone sugar free to try to you know, avoid acne. And we also figured out that dairy was an issue for him and his acne. So he's dairy free and sugar free. And he's, I mean, he'll look at every label to make sure it's not, doesn't have any sugar in it. So you're absolutely right. And he's my baseball player too. So he, he's all about performance and yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really that linking that cause and effect. I think that's right. the important thing. And most parents aren't doing that. Their kids are either underperforming in school, really just, you know, that sometimes the kids feel inferior or just not as smart as other kids. And it, a lot of it has to do with their blood sugar imbalance or right. they're having, you know, physical appearance issues like acne 
um, rosacea, psoriasis, different issues like that. I mean, all these things are, are so common nowadays, or they're just not performing as well in sports. And so sometimes helping them understand that the nutrition, how they feel their body is going to help improve their performance, help help them look better, feel better, have more confidence, and continually re repeating that to them, um, you know, things start to click. And, and you'll absolutely. find their, their sweet spot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. And um, Melissa, it's just been a, a great interview. Um, really appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing how you do this. And, and it's so real because, again, you're a mother of four, two sets of twins, um, and you've got to figure out, how to do this, not just in theory or just because, you know, you do it professionally, but you got to figure out how to do it for a busy, active family. I know your, your husband, he, he runs a law firm. Is that correct? So he's yes. really yeah. busy, right? Um, lawyers are some of the most overworked people as, as you know, I know that and, well. Um, yes. Yeah. And so you've got to figure all this out for, you know, a family of six and, uh, you know, figure out how to get it in your budget. And so, right. you know, I really appreciate you sharing that wisdom and anything that you want to leave people with, um, is just kind of some last words of encouragement and empowerment. Well, pretty much we just want to repeat what I said earlier that it is doable and, you know, you can overcome health struggles if you really just start eating healthier. I mean, you know, for, for myself, it was just such a difficult time and a difficult struggle. And so to be on the other side of that, I really just want to offer hope to people that it is possible um, and it's worth it. It's worth changing your diet and your lifestyle. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. I hope that the tips I gave you for grocery shopping will help because I know that it can be overwhelming when you go walk into Whole Foods and you see those thousands of products and don't know what to buy and you, you know, sincerely want to eat healthy, but you're just overwhelmed. And so I hope the tips will help because it is doable and it's just, you know, start where you can, do what you can. And, um, you'll start seeing benefits from it. Yeah, and, and I've seen Melissa really metamorphosize in a, in a sense because yeah. I've been her doctor for, gosh, like nine years now. And yeah. so I'm um, just kind of seeing you develop and break through a lot of limiting beliefs along the way that like you could be successful and you could do this. And so I'm super proud of you. And now you're helping other people do that. And uh, you do health coaching with people really all over all over the world via yes. Skype and uh, just long distance. And so how do people connect with you and find out more about you? Uh, well, you can look on drjockers.com. Um, if you type in Melissa, I'll come up and the articles that I've written will come up. Um, you can also email me at melissa at drjockers.com. And that's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S.com. Um, and so I hope you'll contact me. I do truly love working with people. It's my heart. I'm a very compassionate person. And I just feel like this is my calling. And I'm so just humbled and proud to be doing it and just honored to be working with, with you every day. So thank you for that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, to me, it's a privilege and an honor to have you on our staff and on our team. And Melissa is a fantastic writer. So if you see her articles, they're awesome. She's a great researcher. She loves to go deep with this. And she is very, very compassionate, just a great health coach. Um, so if you're looking for, for somebody to kind of help you uh, apply this ketogenic lifestyle and help you reach your health goals, definitely reach out to Melissa. 
And uh, her email is melissa at drjockers.com. So you can connect with her there and, and set up a console and just see if, you're, if she's a good fit for you. And so if, you, if you've been listening to these interviews and you've gotten a lot of value out of this, and you're looking to pursue the ketogenic lifestyle in more depth, then I want to encourage you to, to check out ordering and owning the whole Keto Edge Summit for yourself. Um, there's tons of bonuses. You'll get access to all these interviews for a lifetime, the transcripts, um, as well as many different bonuses to help you along your journey. And so if you would consider owning it for yourself, we would be honored and we will see you on a future interview. God bless you, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.